Welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. Today's episode is on being present with others. If you're noticing that life is lacking a bit of the magic that you used to remember, this may be a really important episode for you. Today, we talk about all the different things and all the power that being present has and how that can affect every relationship you have going forward in a really positive way, including the one with yourself. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. Today, we're going to be talking about being present with others, and I'm lucky enough to be present with three people here today that I'm very excited to talk to about this topic. So the first sound that you may have heard was from uh, Danette. So Danette, how are you going this week? I'm going good. I've had a bit of a lurking this week, but on the mend now, which is awesome. Um, And great topic. Love this one, Jez. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. And going around the room here, saying hi to John Scollin. What's up, John? Hey, Jez. How's things? Yeah, good. Good. I got a new mic stand, so people may notice a minor change in my audio quality. That's an exciting thing this week. How about you? Yeah, not not too bad. It's um, another week down and we're skipping through 2022 fairly quickly already. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And finally, our CEO, Graham. How are you going this week? Hey, Tess. Happy Friday. I'm really well. Thank you. A uh, bit like John. Yeah, the, the year is flying past already. Some of us would like it to fly past a bit faster, I suspect. But <laughs> 344 more sleeps. Not that I'm counting. And this week we are, we are talking about being present. And so it's only appropriate that uh, I just got a phone call if that part's been edited out. Um, so let's uh, let's talk to each other about being present and what's important about it. So maybe let's start here. Graham, I'll kick it off with you. Why should we be present with others? <laughs> Great question. Um, the word that springs to mind is generosity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one. Um, because I think it is a, a generous um, act. Mm-hmm. And the other is reciprocity so that when we are present with others they are more inclined to give us the same courtesy mm-hmm. uh, and the third I think is just connection for me the third word around why we should is connection because it deepens the connection it doesn't matter who it is and it doesn't matter whether we're aware of the deeper connection consciously um, but subconsciously yeah mm. it's a good thing to do all around nice and I might get into some of those a little bit deeper after we have a look at our uh, other answers. But, John, why should we be present with others? Um, look, I was always brought up with the basic premise of do unto others as you'd have them do to you. And I know that I get the shits, and I don't know whether I can actually say that word. Can I say that word? Well, it doesn't matter now unless you're going to edit it out. But, um, yeah, you, you get annoyed when people aren't listening or you have to repeat yourself or, you know, and it's so... I need to be able to do to others what I'd want them to do to me. And to me, it's just a basic human kindness that shows you care about that person because you're actually listening to what they have to say. Um, And if you're present, you're listening. Um, And to listen, well, listen has the same words as silent. So you're quiet. And that's quiet with technology and quiet with your voice. That is, uh, that's the pull quote of the podcast right there. Listen has the same. I'm done. Letters of silence. Well done. (laughs) So wise in the ways of listening he is. (laughs) 
Awesome. Awesome. That was amazing. And Danette, what, why should we be present with others? So I think building on what both Graham and John have said, it um, creates a beautiful safe space when we're present with another person. So we're able to hear not only what's said, but what's not said. And, you know, if we're present, we're calm and that's you know, our emotions are catching. So we help calm someone down if they're maybe a little bit stressed. And the beautiful thing, and, and John and Graham would see this too in coaching, is that when we're really present, um, often that safe space we create allows the other person to have aha moments where they really go, oh, oh. And so it sort of allows them to change their perspective just through that quiet space, that silent space that John spoke about. From a relationship perspective, it just allows us to build those beautiful, deep, connected relationships. And, you know, this world, we all need that. So for me, presence is really, really important. Great question, Jez. I actually kind of wanted to piggyback off that, of what you were just talking about a little bit. Uh, in terms of being able to see the things that aren't said. Um, and this is a, something that I learned when I did an improv course recently, is that all the best scenes, because basically what you're trying to do in improv is have a scene that has a moment that is why you're watching the, the scene, basically. So you need to have a moment of some connection or some uh, conflict. And usually that comes from noticing something in the other person and being like, oh, I see you're annoyed about that. And in real life, when you can have those moments, it allows people to be more vulnerable. If there's something that they're holding back onto, then being able to come out and be like, they've accepted it already. Mm. I can talk about it. I think one thing that I did want to talk a little bit more about, because I think we're, we're talking about it, but I, maybe it might be important to sort of dial in on it, is why is it that care, connection and communication are important things to have because we've all said that these are all the positive things of uh, being present. But what is the actual benefit of that? Would you say? And this is open to anyone. I think it 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 allows people to be heard, to be seen, to be validated. Um, yeah, that's part of what I see the benefits of. The um, care, connection, and communicate. Love alliteration. It's Friday. Fabulous, fun Friday. Um, we we benefit from. Yeah, you know, we thrive when we have connection with other human beings. We don't tend. We can survive without it, but we don't tend to thrive. Um, and I think connection in twenty twenty two after a couple of years of something called COVID, um, with all of the disconnection, the technology tends to drive as well. I think feeling connected to other people is um, so much more important like right now than it was a month ago or six months ago. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm I'm very much on Graham's wavelength there. That that you know everything we do with everyone is a connection. Um, we're connected to to all, all people, whether it's through technology or whether it's personal. But you know that personal connection is so much more intense, um, and you know can have such a huge impact on people. Just something simple that you can do for someone—a smile on your face or whatever. But yeah, that and that just shows that you care. 
And it's those simple moments that make a big impact. You know, there's, I've heard many times of someone famous, and it's the same sort of story, but with a different famous name attached to it. Um, you know, someone, someone, Joe Blow walks up to someone famous and, and asks them a question or engages in conversation. And you hear this famous person was just present with me. They, you know, it was like I was the only one in the room. And that connection becomes really important. And that creates a great feeling of warmth within people. So, yeah. Yeah, all these things are really illuminating. I think that this is all another. It, they create, I guess, for me, another C word, which is sort of um, it allows you to uh, sort of grow and change. And I grow is not a C word, but change. I'm going to use the C word here. Um, but uh, just because, actually, this I didn't think about this until you all gave me those answers. But we, and this is going to seem slightly off topic, but we recently watched an episode of Hoarders. Okay, uh, which is for those people that don't know a show about people that just hoard a lot of uh, stuff. And uh, this person was very connected to all these different random bits of stuff in their house. And the one person that could get them to change was the person that connected with them because they felt like everyone else was on the outside and trying to get them to throw everything out. Whereas this person was like, how about you keep one or two things from here? And then we just get rid of the rest of this stuff so that you can sort of value this stuff more. But it was because someone was listening that this person was actually able to change because they felt like everyone wasn't against them, you know? Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's connection. So, anyway, all fantastic. Nice example, Jez. Thanks. Uh, all really good answers. That's very illuminating. So, thank you all very much. So, maybe I'll start with you for this one, Danette. What happens when we don't... Um, when we aren't present with others? And this can be either short-term or long-term. What are some of the effects? So I think when we're not present, it's much more transactional rather than relational. Um, and short term, the other person's going to feel it. So we feel when someone is not actually present with us, even if we can't see them, we'll hear it in their, their tone of voice. You know, it's a bit more distant, a bit more delayed, which sort of says to our brain, can I trust them because they're not listening to me? Um, the other thing is, you know, that's short term, but also that then leads to longer term because if you do that consistently, it becomes a habit of not listening to people. So, you know, the people go, yep, 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 yep. They're not really listening. And so if we hear that sort of too often with the person, we then stop. We we don't feel connected with them and we certainly don't trust them because we know that actually they're more interested in this thing, which is urgent which is a, pretending to be a phone for those who can't see me holding up my hand versus um, actually being fully present, whether you're seeing the person or just listening to the person. Um, so, and I think you missed the magic of the connection and the, the conversations. It's a great question, Jess. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Thank you so much for that, Danette. John, what, uh, what happens when we don't, when we aren't present either short term or long term? Look, I I can only expand on what Danette said because I, I believe everything she said was spot on. But it's that lose that engagement with people, that connection to people. Um, and if you're not present, you miss out. Like there are things that are actually going to happen. And especially, you know, in terms of, say, a, a young baby in a room, if you're not present there, you miss out on those times. If you're not present, you can't see them grow and change and smile and do simple things. Um, so... Yeah, you just miss out if you're not present. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I, this is it's such a nice conversation. This one, thanks everyone so far. Graham, what happens when we aren't present in both the short and long term? 
uh, what they said. FOMO, fear of missing out, which I think, yeah, to both John and, and Danette, um nailed part of it that we we miss out, we miss the magic. And I love the idea of we miss the magic. Uh, and it's absolutely true. You know, some of the occasions, and I'd like to say there have been more of them, but <laughs> there haven't been as many as there could have been. But there have been um, a few standout occasions for me in you know, the last 15, 20 years where I've consciously chosen to be present and the magic in that moment was phenomenal. I can, um, so I think missing the magic, the other thing that came to mind for me was what is happening inside us to bring us to the point where we choose not to be present? Um, you know, short term, you could say, well, it's not a big deal. I just, I didn't really tune into whatever that person was saying. And I guess on one level, we could choose to not be present with a particular person because there's a personality clash or something there. There's some history. Or maybe there's just some unconscious bias that we're not aware of. But longer term, I, I wonder whether you know, part of the risk is that we start consciously or unconsciously choosing not to be present with everybody. And that, that's horrendous because we're disconnecting from, you know, potentially um, all of the magic around us. And that's not a life. And I think, Graham, even just piggybacking off that a little bit, I think that uh, COVID, ha it forces us to be present occasionally because we are, because it's so new, it's overwhelming constantly. And then we have to take a step back and we get that kind of moment that you've kind of, that everyone's been talking about, but yeah, you're highlighting there. You kind of get those forced by your brain sort of injected into your life at the moment. Sometimes I'm finding anyway. Yeah. It's a great point, Jason. I think, um, sorry, John, did you want to say no, something? No, I was just going to say the whole COVID thing, you know, it's, it's really weird because um, on, on one hand, COVID's actually encouraging us to all be a lot more insular because so many of us are struggling with everything that's going on. So we tend to focus more on what's happening for us and on the, the concerns or the problems or the issues that we're having. Um, I read a, an article online about an hour ago from somebody who works in a, so it's part of a university specifically set up to help people globally uh, in terms of health, you know, mental health and wellbeing. And there's a lot of science behind it. And this, this person is a scientist who's saying that he's run out um, so he knows all the science around uh, self-compassion and self-care and resilience and everything else. But he's saying after two years, and um, apparently one of his children's got COVID and his wife works in a hospital. So it's just he's, he's hit the wall, um, which is a really hard place because when you get there, you know, this idea of being present for other people, it's like, well, that's a, an act. I have to give something to be present to somebody else and I've got nothing left to give. So COVID on one hand makes it really hard. And at the same time, also makes it even more important. Sorry, John. No, I was just thinking of what you, you started with and the idea that, you know, you're not present here but and you're focusing on whether it's the phone or something else. Are you really present there as well? And that the old Confucius saying, the man who chases two rabbits catches neither. Yeah, great so, point. Yeah, are you really present anywhere if you're – because you'd be drawn back from whatever it is you're doing to, to the, the current conversation or the current engagement that you've got. So you've had to stop the other one to start this one and, yeah, just trying to catch up. 
The other thing I wanted to add to that, and it comes back to your bit, Jez, about growth and change, is if you're not present, you don't hear the other person's story, but you also don't hear your own story. So to Graham's bit about we then start to narrow what we listen to, then our ability to change and grow also reduces because we're not willing to see that ours is not the only perspective in the world. And in fact, Mm -hmm. if we take on others' perspectives, we're going to learn and grow, you know, in amazing ways. So I really like that nuance that you made before as well. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for uh, answering these improvised questions that are just coming off what everyone's saying, but it's really good. So thank you for being present with others. Uh, (laughs) All right. For our final question, uh, I'll start with uh, you here, Danette. What are some ways to be present with others? So I think firstly, setting that intention. So before, you know, whatever you do, pause, breathe. You know, I love Dr. James's quote, what would love do here? So you just ground yourself and just be. And anytime you're tempted to tell the other person what they should do, which is what our brain loves to do when someone's got a problem, we want to fix it. Actually, what we need to do is ask questions. So sit really, you know, in that beautiful, quiet place and see what questions come up to understand and help them explore what's going on for them in that beautiful, quiet way. Great question. Awesome. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you, Danette. John, what are some ways to be present with others? I think you need to acknowledge the other things that are happening around for you, but then you need to stop and disengage from them um, and engage, like literally engage. And to me, that's a mindset. It's not just a turn around and look at them, but it's it's a mindset of switch your mind to what they're saying. Um, and I think going back to what Graham and, and Danette both said, it's that being silent so that you can actually, you don't learn when you're talking. You can, you can teach what you already know, but you don't learn or grow by talking because you're just parroting what you know. Um, so to learn and grow, be quiet. Listen to the person and engage with them. Um, but make that a conscious decision that that's what you're doing. So put your technology down. Turn the TV off. Acknowledge that there are, you know, another 100 people around you all wanting your time or whatever it may be. But at this stage, I'm going to engage with that one person. Make that conscious decision. Yeah, and I think that comes back to what you were saying before about that Confucius thing. It's that one person at a time uh, idea. So, yeah, thanks, John. Uh, Graham, what are some ways to be present with others? So I love that um, a couple of words, one from Danette was intention. John talked about mindset. Um, so there is that conscious, that deliberate conscious choice for most of us that uh, it's, it's a state we want to get into. Um, the other word that came up for me was courage. And I remember um, we used to refer to a, a bit, there's a book called The Good Listener by the Australian author Hugh Mackay. And in that, he talked about, you know, when we really listen to somebody else, it takes courage because we are opening ourselves up to the possibility that we might be wrong about something, that somebody else has a different point of view. Um, so I, I think acknowledging, you know, everything that Danette and John said about get rid of distractions, you know, put your devices away, commit, because uh, it really is a commitment. I, I either choose to do it or not. There's no halfway. If, I, if I'm going to be half present, I'm, it's like being half pregnant. I'm, it's not happening at all. 
interesting segue there, Graham. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it really is, you know, it's that in, that mindset, that intention um, and, and the courage to really connect with somebody else and to find out a little bit more about them, even though that might push some of my buttons. Wow. Well, thank you all so much. What a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yes, I, can, can I add one thing to Graham's? Yeah, go for it. That it, it, Humor Kai things just reminded me that sometimes being present means we don't have to actually say anything. And, in fact, sitting in that discomfort of because people don't like silence, so people will often interrupt that silence, but it's actually going, maybe I just need to sit with this person, depending on what they're going through, and not say anything at all, just be present with whatever's coming up for them that may not involve words. Thank you. Sorry. No, that's awesome. That, yeah. I mean, that's the whole other side of it, I guess, as well. It's, it's It does sound like it's a lot of just being there ready to accept whatever's happening and and being able to, as Graham was saying, have the courage to do it. Uh, so I think that that's really cool. So thank you all very much for this. Uh, I'd love to just get some final thoughts from everyone. And I'll start with Graham here. You just, your final thoughts on being present with others. Uh, so probably just a couple of things. It's risky. It's hard. And it's so important. Perfect. Succinct. Thanks, Graham. John, uh, what are your final thoughts on being present with others? I think it's very important. It shows it shows that you care. But I, I like that, you know, the conversation that we've headed down where it is a risk, that you might actually find out that something you believe is actually wrong um, by being present and engaging in a conversation. Are you prepared to take that risk? Well, could be well worthwhile. So I don't know. It's it just shows you care. Yeah, and that's a uh, that's that's perfect. Yeah, and Danette, final thoughts on being present with others. Yeah, I've got um, a a quote if I can, and it actually is about why we also need to be present with ourselves. So if that's okay, I'm going to read it out so I get it right. So this is by Masaru Emoto. Um, and he said, if you feel lost, disappointed, hesitant, or weak, return to yourself, to who you are here and now. And when you get there, you will discover yourself like a lotus flower in full bloom, even in a muddy pond, beautiful and strong. And I think we can discover ourselves, but we could also discover others. And in that silence, people bloom. So I really like that too. Mm. Thanks, Jess. Great topic. Wow. Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody on the call today. It was such a good conversation. I had, a, I really, really enjoyed this one. So thank you all very much. Uh, yeah. So thank Danette, you, Jess. That's all right, Danette, Graham, John. Amazing work. That was such a fun podcast. Uh, for everybody listening, obviously you can either watch this or listen to this. Uh, the links are available. So whichever one you're doing, you'll be able to do the other one if you want. Uh, we'll be doing this weekly. Also next week and the week after, we'll be having some guests. So we're mixing it up a little bit for a couple mm -hmm. of weeks. Nice. So uh, get excited for that. Uh, but until next time, everybody, stay magical. Thank Thanks, you. So much, Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, Graham. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye, all. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's Magical Learning Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to go through our library and listen to more. Or check out our social media accounts on any social media platform that you like. We update them very regularly so you can find out more information about relaxing or working harder. Otherwise, we'd like to invite you to be on the podcast. If you're at this point in this podcast, we think that you enjoy the podcast enough to be a guest. So please message us on social media about being on the podcast and what topic you'd love to do. Have a magical week.